Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 239, the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. There are so many wonderful readings, and many of them we know really well. Yet every time we hear them, we can get something new from them, a deeper richness of their timeless message. For example, in the familiar gospel, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Greek word in the original text of this gospel uses the word for gentle as krestos, which is astounding. It's so similar to the word Christos, meaning the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, and King. In the time of our Lord, people expected the Messiah was going to be a warrior king who would come with force and power and violently overthrow the occupying forces of the Roman Empire and establish a new kingdom here on earth. They also believed that this Messiah would seek retribution on anyone who had not lived up to God's law. Then along comes Jesus as the true Messiah, and he's not violent, not forceful or military. He's gentle and humble. So the Christos turns out to be Christos. That is, the Christ is gentle. His burdens on us light. Astounding and beautiful. Our Lord himself says, Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Merciful love, O God, we have received in the midst of your temple. Your praise, O God, like your name, reaches the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with saving justice. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone and shalom, peace to you all, as we gather together on this 14th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Coming together as brothers and sisters in Christ, let us pause and reflect upon our sins in order to celebrate the Holy Eucharist. Lord Jesus, you came to gather the nations into the peace of God's kingdom. Lord, have mercy. You come in word and in sacrament to strengthen us and make us holy. Christ, have mercy. You will come again in glory with salvation for your people. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the
let us pray for the gift of holy joy. O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy. For on those you have rescued from slavery to sin, you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Zechariah. Thus says the Lord, Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you. Triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem, and the warrior's bow shall be cut off, and he shall command peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. The Word of the Lord I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. I will give you glory, O God, my King. I will bless your name forever. I will bless you day after day and praise your name forever. You are kind and full of compassion, slow to anger, abounding in love. How great you are, Lord, to all, compassionate to all your creatures. All your creatures shall thank you, O Lord, and your friends shall repeat their blessing. They shall speak of the glory of your reign and declare your might, O God. You are faithful in all your words and loving in all your deeds. You support all those who are falling and raise up all those who are bowed down. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. A reading from the letter of St Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, you are not in the flesh, You are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. If the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit that dwells in you. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia. 
Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have revealed to little ones the mysteries of the kingdom. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 11, verses 25 to 30. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. He continued, All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord I once received what I have come to know now as a backhanded compliment. Not long after I was ordained in my first parish, A well-intentioned parishioner said to me, Father, the thing I like about your homilies is that you don't clutter them up with theology. I think I know what he was trying to say, and as I look back over the years since then, I'm now convinced that my greatest insight into the nature of God and my relationship with God did not come from theologians, at least not the classically trained ones. I realise now that I had learned more about the incarnation and the redemptive nature of God from people who maybe didn't even realise they were teaching at the time. People who didn't clutter up their lives with profound theological arguments and long treatises on transubstantiation. Their explanations were earthy and practical and not constrained by fear of not being accepted as a credible source of knowledge. They were people whose words and witness made me ask questions about the why and the how of God and creation. The common characteristic of all these people was that they all had a simple insight and a deep faith born of experience and a realistic approach to life. One was a grandparent, another a fond aunt. I remember there was a wonderful kitchen worker at the seminary while another was a sacristan in a busy parish. All these people shared a deep theology with great conviction, but put it in the most simple of words. Some of their memorable phrases stayed with me were things like, you can't pray away all your problems. Leaving it all to God can lead to laziness. God can't speak to you if you don't shut up for a minute. There was such wisdom from such childlike minds. 
I later started to worry that I may have missed out on some of life's great lessons because I was looking for qualifications or an academic acknowledgement instead of lived experience. It started to become clear to me that we don't really learn about God so much as we live God. Sometimes by trial and error, but never without getting to know the part of us that connects up with God. Although Jesus never ran for public office or sought to join any religious community, he had to learn to trust his own lived wisdom. Along the way, when he shared that wisdom, he was rejected because he was not one of the publicly acknowledged authorities. We can imagine that he lived and learned from the simple people in Nazareth. He knew firsthand their hardships, and he saw that his role was to assist them to live those burdens by reminding them that they were not all burdens as being as equally important. And some were mere baggage, not responsibilities. But not all people saw his inner purpose of doing the Father's will. Perhaps he thought that the rabbis and those who were educated in the word of God would be the first to recognise what he came to offer. But on many occasions he was very disappointed. What he came to realise is that the Father often overlooks the learned and the clever to settle his favour on the simple, on those who have received no formal training in the law. Now when it comes to revealing who he is, the Father looks to people who exercise no power and enjoy no prestige in the community. He looks to people like his own disciples. Remember that in Jesus' time, there were whole groups of people who were dismissed as sinners because they follow what were regarded as dishonourable callings. People whose lifestyle did not permit them to observe the small print of the law. These people were at the bottom of the social heap and were ignored. But Jesus had a word for them and all those who were bowed down by the interpretation of the law. He had no intention of doing away with the law, but he refused to support those who spent their time finding new burdens for broken people. St Peter in Acts 15 also admits that the disciples of Jesus could not bear the full yoke of the law. He says, Why should they demand of others that which they have never managed to do themselves? followed by a gentle reminder that we believe that we are saved in the same way as the lawmakers are, through the grace of the Lord. Jesus offers any who were prepared to listen an invitation to come and learn from him and find rest for their souls. And in doing so, he makes himself the centre of his own teaching. He is the wisdom of God and God's persona. Fidelity to him will be the mark of the true disciple. God has chosen him to be the one who enshrines the fullness of revelation and who embodied the new law of God. When we refer to simple faith, we sometimes think that we're dumbing down our belief and our practice. I prefer to think of us as not dismissing people and experiences as being worthless and useless. We put a whole new perspective on who really are the learned and the clever.
I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray through Jesus who reveals God's love. For the Church, that we may take the time to learn from Jesus how humble and gentle in heart he is. Lord, hear us. For the nations of our world, that they may review their differences and turn to Christ as the source of lasting peace. Lord, hear us. For those who labour and are heavily burdened, that they may come to Jesus and find rest. Lord, hear us. For our children, that they may be gently guided to grow in knowledge and practice of the faith. Lord, hear us. For the world and its people as it recovers from this pandemic, that the Lord will fill us with grace, peace and inspire us to practical action. Lord, hear us. For all who are ill and those who care for them. Lord, hear us. For the faithful departed, that they may find rest in Christ, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of peace, we entrust these petitions to you through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, May we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, our Lord, and may this sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. 
Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May this oblation dedicated to your name purify us, O Lord, and day by day bring our conduct closer to the life of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering cancelled out our sins. By his rising from the dead he has opened the way to eternal life, and by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with a company of angels and saints we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim... Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant Ken, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants. And all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you, for them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all those who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. In communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of God, and our Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept the oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation, and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his Almighty Father, Giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands. And once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection, until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the Blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham our father in faith and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high, in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants, who have gone before us with the sign of faith, and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ a place of refreshment, light and peace. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon, through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours, for ever and ever Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, 
as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit through your death gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe to eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed the one who seeks refuge in him. Here is a prayer for spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
Let us pray. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that having been replenished by such great gifts, we may gain the prize of salvation and never cease to praise you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Bless you all, and may God's grace guide you each and every day of this coming week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, music by Paul Kelly, Today I Arise for Patricia Kelly by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged with additional lyrics and sung by Stephen Kelk, 2019. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you. day